Hi there, it's Ellie Singer with KTLF Radio and another podcast and another opportunity to get even better acquainted with one of our partner ministries, One Child. And Farron Dice is in the studio with me, raring to go. He gets pretty excited talking about <laughs> One Child. And I'd say with good reason. Yeah, I, I came bearing gifts. I'm, I'm letting you look now. And, and I know this is radio, so people can't see this, but I wanted you to see these little photo frames that I brought to you because I'm mm. so excited. KTLF listeners, this radio station cares about children around the world living in extreme poverty. And the listeners... KTLF listeners, you are awesome. The photos that Ellie uh, are looking, the photo frames Ellie looking at right now are from the New Hope Center. We establish Hope Centers all around the world, and there's a New Hope Center right now in Kenya. Thanks to the KTLF listeners. You know what that means? What, what, What does that mean? Well, it's working with a local church, and that local church is going to serve hundreds of children living in extreme poverty. These are very strategically placed right in communities where there's extreme poverty, and they're going to serve hundreds of children, giving them a good meal, helping them with their education, providing medical checkups. Some of these kids have never had a medical checkup, mm. and we're going to tell them about Jesus, of course. The love of Jesus is going to be all over that place. I hope you guys can find a place. I hope you like those photo frames. Find a place on the wall. So if KTLF listeners yeah. want to come by and see, this Hope Center was built by you. Beautiful people. They're such beautiful people, and they... That Hope Center is so simple, but it just brings tears to my eyes to see that and know the future of that. What's going to be taking place or what's been taking place in there? Now, last, I think it was last October, we, yeah, because <laughs> everything changed in November around here. But um, we had the fundraiser for the Hope yeah, Centers. Yeah. And so that is directly KTLF listener. That's directly connected to you. I'm going to see about getting that put up on the website, Farron, because I think <laughs> listeners that maybe can't stop by here, listeners anywhere around yeah. the, the country, yeah. they um, they need to uh, be able to see that. But the what I need to ask on the one picture, I need to ask on the one picture, what is the... Um, what are the kind of tents I see in the background? Yeah, the little yeah, what you see there, and again, we're trying to explain it to you. You're listening on the radio. Is it was the actual celebration day of launching a Hope Center? So we had some little tents that we set up, portable tents. Tents. You'll also see the actual Hope Center building, but uh, children are celebrating. Children are dancing in Kenya, and again. Thank you, KTLF listeners. You made a difference. And what we said was going to happen back in October of last year mm-hmm. has happened. And uh, thank you, KTLF, too, for being a good partner with One Child. We've told you before, we're, we're in Monument, Colorado. We serve right. children around the world, One Child. Uh, the, the website is onechild.org. And I'm telling you, these Hope Centers, what a, what a plan to change the world. Uh, Ellie, let me tell you a story about uh, our Cambodia Hope Centers. See, mm. when you talk about sponsoring a child, when you, when you talk about serving children, you're talking about long-term missions, right? It's not just coming in having a crusade. Long-term missions when you're working with children, because mm-hmm. as you invest in them daily and weekly and over the years, which is what we do, they grow up to change a nation, right? But it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, I, I, I'm all for missionary crusades around the world, but I really believe in what we do with child sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about Dareth. Dareth was seven years old in Cambodia when the killing fields happened. Have you seen the stories about the killing mm. fields in Cambodia? It was terrible in the 70s. Pol Pot, 
and the Khmer Rouge, they took over, uh. they tortured people, they killed like a million of their own people. He survived that somehow. Oh Dareth, this little seven-year-old boy, and he has so many stories that will break your heart. He was tortured. He was starved. He was working in the fields at all hours, day and night. He did escape, though, ended up as a refugee in the oh United States. The, the family that took him in in the United States took him to church. He had never been to church. But he uh, learned about Jesus and eventually went back. So now we're all the way up into the 1990s. Dareth was our leader in Cambodia, our, our country leader. He was establishing hope centers. Oh, wow. Here's what's cool, though. 30 years, back to this long-term idea. It's almost 30 years now that we've had hope centers in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. 30 years. Let me tell you this. In the 1990s, there were 2,000 actual Christians in Cambodia. Today, it's one of the fastest growing countries for Christianity. There are 300,000 Christians in Cambodia. You're telling me that's that's accidental? No, that's Mm long-term growth, long-term missions. These children are growing up 30 years later. These children are beginning to become leaders in the community, building churches, Maybe they're a police officer. They're changing yeah. their world. I really believe in child sponsorship. Oh, that I, I, I'm guessing so. I don't think that was that was hyped, you know, um, enthusiasm. What an amazing story. Now, how long have you known that since you've been with one child? Is it Derek? You said Dareth. Okay, Dareth. Dareth Lie. Okay. Uh, young man, yeah, so he's been with us since the 1990s, so he started a Hope Center in the 1990s. Okay. Was, and now it's become five Hope Centers serving 3,000 ch- children uh, a, a month. Uh, so they continue to work with children over and over. And now here we are. Did you hear those numbers? Back in 1990, 2,000 known Christians in Cambodia. Today, 300,000 That is Christians. incredible. Man, what a... Changing a nation. Yeah, the nation is changing. No doubt about it. And that's Cambodia. And you, how many Hope Centers did you say there were? 300 plus. Okay. And... Uh, how countries many countries around the world does that yeah, represent? Latin America. We're in about 16 countries, and four in Latin okay. America, four in Asia, four in the Middle East. Whoa, we know what's going on in the Middle East oh, right my now. Lord. Isn't it great to know there are hope centers right now? And this is amazing. There's a school right now in Lebanon that has Israelis and Arabs going to the same school bringing them together. Those kids are going to grow wow. up. We've seen this problem, right? This this tension for years. What if they grow up and say, hey, maybe they're not so bad. Right. Maybe we can reach them for Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That is, they'll know, they'll know who we are by the love we have for one another, the scripture says. And then they, these kids together going to the same school, Israelis. Arabs. And Arabs. Yep. Wow, what a beautiful representation. Hope Center. We need that spotlighted more in the mainstream media than some of the other stuff. Wouldn't you agree? Well, thank you, know. you KTLF, for doing that. I know you guys, you, you know, you had a rough year, end of the year last year, yeah. and you've been getting back on your feet. But I, I just wanted to remind your listeners, uh, this radio station right here that you listen to, they care about this community and they care about uh, the world and they're a good partner to One Child. We're so thankful for the exposure they have given us. And so again, thank you KTLF listeners for coming through. Okay, so the Hope Center that the KTLF listeners helped build, it's kind of one and a third or one and a half, I think with the, yeah. with the fundraiser we have. That's right, yeah. But how many, were their children already in the waiting for that? 
to enter that. The need is so great, yeah. right? So it's not a matter of is there need. So we knew when we came here a year ago, we knew that we had the opportunity and the strategy to go to another community. We knew exactly where we wanted to go in Kenya right. to serve more kids. And so we knew right away when we opened the Hope Center, we probably opened with about 75. Now over 100 kids are able to go mm. to the Hope Center and receive all of these benefits because we're finding sponsors for these kids. See, that's what we do. We get kids sponsored. We have 40,000 kids that are sponsored around the world right now. Why don't you mention a little bit about sponsorship, yeah. um, what it is per month, the... Um, this is something I wondered about, too, as far as sponsoring a child through one child. Are you able to send them anything yeah. physically, you know, cards yeah. um, through online? How, how can you do like gifts or anything like that? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, $39 a month, you can sponsor one child. I believe that everyone is called to sponsor one child. We have been so blessed in this country, mm. uh, given so much. $39 a month, you could sponsor one child so that they can go to the Hope Center, so they can receive uh, the education they need. They can receive the medical checkups they need. They can receive food, a good meal. Mom and dad Love the Hope Center, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're gonna, their child's going to get a good meal, and we're going to tell them about Jesus. We're going to grow them up. And we want also to activate a relationship between the sponsor and the child. And we do that through mm. uh, letters, writing back and forth. Yes, birthday gifts. There's all kinds of things like that. But, man, here's what we know, that sponsors that actually write to their kids, mm -hmm. even twice a year, mm -hmm. changes everything. We see that acceleration of the child because somebody is stable. Somebody's believing in them from, mm. a, from the country that they all consider as the wealthiest nation, right? We are the wealthiest nation. But to have somebody in the U.S. care about me and write me a little short note that says, hey, just want you to know I'm still praying for you. Here's a picture of our family. We're all praying for you. We care about you. We believe in you. Changes everything. How long is it, just curiosity, how long does it take to get that information to a child? Like if they wanted to send a birthday card or something, can they send an actual physical birthday card? Yes, we, we will tell you their birthday. If you okay. go to the website, onechild.org, you can see there are kids right now that need a sponsor. Right. And you can find out more details about them. Some of these kids want to be police officers. Some of these mm -hmm. kids want to be uh, medical, want to work in the medical field. Some want to be teachers because they admire their teacher. It tells you on the website all these things, how old they are, when their birthday is. Mm -hmm. We set up all of that communication. And all of that goes through one child, right? You won't write directly and they won't have your direct address. But one child is part of that program where we can help get the letters to the children and, and the letters back to you. So it's pretty much everything online then. It's not physical cards you both. can send to that kind both. of thing. Oh, you can do you both. You can send a physical gift. You can okay. send a physical birthday card. And you can also write to your child online. Okay. Um, what would... Oh, I think of a picture I had from many, many years ago when one child went by, you know, by the name of Mission of Mercy. But, and I, I think about, I've wondered about her from time to time. I can still see the picture in my mind's eye, holding a little dolly, and she's probably about five or so. And to think now that she's got children of her own, most likely. Um, what can listeners do? Here's something I'm curious about. If somebody is not in a position to sponsor a child, although, of course, I know they want to, and that's a good thing to pray about, to be able to, because just like the scripture says, God provides seed for the sower. Is there anything else, especially locally, maybe, um, that someone that's listening right now can do that's like, man, I believe in what one child is doing. I want to be a part of it. Do you have a place? Is there a place for volunteers? Is yeah. there... 
So what kind of, what are other ways people can serve too, or even additional ways? Maybe they want yeah. to sponsor a child and help serve as a volunteer. Great question. Thanks for asking. We are located right up in Monument, Colorado, just off Glen Eagle Drive, uh, just north of Colorado Springs. So if you're in this Colorado Springs area, maybe you want to come up and, and help us process some letters. And we have some volunteer opportunities. All of that information is right at onechild.org. And then I guess the last thing I would say is if you didn't feel like you could make that $39 a month commitment, mm-hmm. and if you wanted to give me $100 or a one-time gift of $20, we have a fund where sometimes sponsors do have to leave for, for various reasons. Sometimes the sponsors will, uh, you know, maybe you're a sponsor and you lose your job. So we have a fund that keeps that child sponsored oh, that's awesome. in the middle, right, while we're finding their next sponsor for them. And uh, so maybe you want to contribute towards that. Okay, so that's that's not a monthly thing. They can right. contribute whatever they're able mm-hmm. to do, and then they can help with mailing in the office, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. I was curious about that because people that's like, you want to have a part, but it's like, man, my piggy bank is not accommodating right now, yep. so what can I do? Although they can do that, sponsor a child, and then in addition, so, you know, in addition, volunteer or something. Yeah. So More than anything, we're just, again, we're here to say thanks. Thank yeah. you, KTLF listeners. Um, you are awesome. A beautiful, beautiful Hope Center. That's so simple and so incredibly beautiful. And, you know, the picture paints a thousand words. So does that Hope Center, even when it was just completed. And talk about beautiful, beautiful people in there, that whole celebration thing going on with the little tents behind. Yep. When Have you been there to the new Hope Center family? I have not. Okay. I have not been to this Kenya Hope Center that you're talking about. Some of my co-workers here in Colorado Springs have. Uh, we, have, I, As you can imagine, we're all traveling a lot. I was just in uh, the Dominican Republic in Honduras. and in You about answered a, my question before I asked yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm about to go to Nicaragua for the first time, which oh, is wow. a socialist country. Yeah. But they allow us, because we work with the local church, they allow us to be there. That is incredible. And that'll be your first time. First time to Nicaragua, yeah. And last year went. Tell us the story But when you were in the Dominican Republic. Just tell us the story well, from there. Well, I, I love the stories of how Hope Centers began. Anita, who is a pastor uh, in the Dominican Republic that I was just in, Anita was telling us, she we came to her Hope Center, and it looks like the one you're looking at right yeah. now. You know, that's a pretty basic building, but a place for the children to go. But Anita told me about, and she pointed over across the field, there was this huge tree, and she talked about how the Hope Center she had started under the tree. And uh, she, wanted to, she wanted to serve the children in her community. She was a, a pastor of the church and wanted to serve those children. So she just started it under the tree. And you know what that meant? That, that meant every morning she had to uh, get up early because a lot of town drunks slept under that tree. So she had to get up and pick up the, the trash that was left from the night before so that it would be a nice, safe place for 20 or 30 children to come oh. under that tree. And now, 10 years later, then I had a new appreciation, right, for this building 10 years later, which is now an awesome place for the children to come. Even it's gated, and it's a safe place, right? It's got a fence yeah. around, safe for the children. Sometimes it's all about just feeling safe in their lives. Exactly. So, so many stories to tell. And that 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 Hope Center in the Dominican Republic yeah. now, because uh, Anita started this. Yeah. How many years ago? Ten, ten-ish. Ten years ago. So how many children were ready and waiting for that Hope Center as a result of the Under the Tree Hope Center? Right now, 200 children go to that Hope Center. Started with 30 under the tree. Right. She knew the need. So we always work with a local church that is already serving children. 
Mm-hmm. So they, we don't, you know, there's certainly lots of need, but we find those people that are committed already doing a great work. Right now, there's another church in the Dominican Republic. I met this, this pastor. He's serving already without one child, without any help, serving 800 kids over three places. And so oh we're, we're talking to him. Hey, there's more need. wonder if we can get funding to help serve those children, sponsor those children. The, in the Dominican Republic. In the Dominican Republic. So the need everywhere so there's great. a vision there for how many more hope centers? In that would be three just for him. Uh, that, that's what I was thinking because yeah. that's it's about three hundred per right. Isn't that's that the most. You, at some point, you 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 get to this you know this number of well, we need to break off and have another hope center. Okay. Here's another cool thing, and, and since you're asking me these questions, I'm just throwing them at you. We did a little uh, study because we serve again forty thousand sponsored kids now across these hope centers. We have three thousand nine hundred seventy six child champions we call them the workers some are volunteers some are paid staff 3976 adults mm-hmm. serving these kids and here's why i bring that up that's a 9 to 1 teacher to student ratio that's incredible here in the us if you're an educator listening right now you're like whoa yeah cuz that's not a we don't have 9 to 1 classrooms right it's so we have the churches of course, it starts with there's so much need, but we have the churches, we have the committed volunteers, the committed workers. We're ready to serve more children if you want to help. All right. That's amazing. I want to back up to Dominican Republic. Somebody that's listening to the podcast right now, the interview, they may wonder, man, I have such a heart for Dominican Republic. What can I do You know, to help build? Obviously, there's a big need with a gentleman that has eight hundred the pastor that has eight hundred children. Yep. What can they do right now? Well, like we mentioned, uh now I'm gonna throw out this huge number, but like we mentioned back in October last year, it cost us about ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars to build a hope center. Mm-hmm. So uh even though we have a man standing in front of us, a pastor serving children right now, we don't have all that money to serve all those kids. But if somebody wanted to give us $10,000, we could open up another Hope Center. That's what we talked about uh, mm-hmm. last October. We are so grateful for those KTLF listeners. Some gave $1,000. Yeah. Some gave $500. And a lot of people gave 100 it, Whatever you could do, it's going to help us serve more children. We want to we feed them. Every child deserves a good meal. And every child deserves a safe place to go to. And every child should hear about Jesus. Way to go, KTLF listeners, building yeah. that Hope Center in, in Kenya. Um, every child, and the, you got the name of the, the ministry, one child, one child at a time. So to give, maybe they want to give. Maybe Can they designate? Can somebody designate a gift? And, like we mentioned, Dominican Republic. Can they go online, give the website? Onechild.org. It's not the number. It's O-N-E, onechild.org. And then I think... I think, I'm trying to do this from memory, you can access that from KTLF.radio too, in case you're familiar with that website. But So can someone go straight sure. over there? Yep. And they can designate a gift. Sure. It, they'll say, hey, I want to give toward the, the much-needed Hope Centers in Dominican Republic. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. We're here, you know, we're the in-between, right? So we're a ministry that's right. just serving children here from the U.S. And there's other ministries that are doing great work too, but we're the in-between. And we want to connect you with one child if you want to do that. We want to connect you with some different areas where there's a significant work going on if you want to do that. Okay. 
How long is it that you've been with one child now at this point, Farron? Do you want three to talk years? About that? Yeah, already. Ellie and I we've worked together wow. off yeah. and on for thirty years. Yeah, but uh, yeah, been um, with one child for three now. It's a great place doing great work. Okay. First thing that comes to mind when I say, "What's one of your favorite stories or testimonies from your three years you've been with one child?" Boom. Uh, I I like the one of Darth because uh from oh. Cambodia that that one I just met with him a few weeks ago and when he told me that story for the first started, time yeah it's hard to to, to beat that one but I'm so thankful too for the people in uh, in one neighborhood that are the neighborhood is called Sal Sequelas and I think I've talked to you before what is Sal Sequelas it's a neighborhood name that is see if you can get out. Because that it, and when they told me that, they said, "See, these children are under this bondage oh of goodness. of the neighborhood's name, even even being. Uh, see if you can get out of poverty. See if you can escape what the cycle of poverty has been for generations." And uh, th- this hope center that I've met with people there, and what a, you know, what a story how they're trying to help these children get out of that cycle. And it's see if you can get out. That's what the name Sal Sequelas. Yes, it is. And where is it? That's also in Dominican Republic. In Dominican Republic. You know that it's kind of a double edged sword there because it's sort of like see if you can get out that that obviously implies like do whatever you can to get out. It is not a good place. And on the other hand, it's a vision that they can have established in their heart. You don't want it to be, you know, fear is never a good motivator, but just like names mean something in the Bible, you know, Jabez, you know, one who brings pain or sorrow, troublemaker, that's not a very good name. <laughs> but see if you can get out, that's, I don't know, it's a, it's a two-edged sword. It's a good name on one hand, like, do what you can, yeah. or maybe they could change it, you could change it. You know, the people are like, see if you can get out, don't stay here. That's good. Whereas, like that. the other, whereas the other side is, um, yes, let's see if we can transform the neighborhood. That's where one child comes in and says, how about, okay, see if you can get out, but what if we come in? Then you could stay. <laughs> I like how you're thinking. That's good. <laughs> now, yeah, Darth, Darth. Darth. That testimony about he was there and rescued or escaped all by himself. Yeah. Lost his whole wandered, family and everything. Wandered for seven days. He was in the camp for years. The, the, there were 2,000 children in his work camp when he first arrived. And a couple of years later, when uh, I guess Vietnam eventually invaded Cambodia, and that's where then all the work camp people uh. were released, there were only 50 kids left. 2,000 kids when he was first thrown into this work camp. Two years later, 50 children left. He walked over bodies. To mm. get out. He walked for seven days, wandering. He didn't have, by that point, he didn't know about his parents. Uh, but he found somebody who connected him to a refugee camp. He ended up in the United States. Do you think it's an accident? He ended up in a Christian home where they took him to church. And he remembers, he'd never been to church, but he remembers, the people were nice to me. Yeah. So I'll go back. The people were nice to me. He eventually learned English. Eventually didn't even know if he would ever go back to Cambodia, but the Lord called him back. And now, and um, he's been there how long? Thirty years. Thirty years. Now, was he a? He was adopted. Actually, adopted it by a family in the United States. I, you know, I, I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure. I, pr- okay. I think so. I wow. Think so. But still, and he's been back thirty years. What? When is that going to get turned into a movie? Right? <laughs> the that's Kendrick right. brothers. We're yeah. calling you. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's so life giving. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those things. Real movies. Yeah, that's based on a true life story, indeed. Yeah. Um, so that story, yeah, that's going to be a hard one to top. 
Anything else come to mind? Your most what your go your next trip is Yeah, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. First time for you. How many hope centers are there? There are eighteen hope centers in the country of Nicaragua. We're serving a couple of thousand children. Um, I'm just trying to think of one more story. How scattered are they around Nicaragua? Are they pretty scattered, or are they kind of are they somewhat centralized? They probably in two or three clusters where there might be five here and five there. Okay. And, you know, there has to be some sense of rhyme or reason so that our country office can support, uh, you know, those hope centers. So we have sure. country directors that uh, oversee the vision for their country. And by the way, we don't mandate that from Colorado Springs. Right, we let right. them come back to us and say, you know, here's what we want to do in the next 10 years. How, here's, how, here's how the church works in our country. And so right. Good. We, we love that. It's all about the local church. When I was yep. in Honduras. And their um, own culture, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. When I was in Honduras, I, they took me to a Hope Center right in the middle of a neighborhood that it was very obvious. It re- literally felt like there were people on the balconies watching us. And uh, when we went inside to the Hope Center and we talked to them, they're like, yeah, this is a gang area. Gangs are a big deal in Honduras. And they said, but we know the gang leaders. Some of the gang leaders' children come to the Hope Center. The gang leaders watch out for us. So they were very careful they're to tell security them. security when you yeah, show up. That's, they were very careful to tell them, hey, we're going to bring some U.S. people in there. They, they might have been watching wow. to make sure we weren't doing anything you know, wild and crazy. But in the end, they're blessing those children of those gang members because we're working with a local church. See, that's, that's where it makes all the difference in the world. This oh. is not the U.S.-based ministry trying to make a name for themselves. Right. It's all about working with that local church who can serve a local community. Built-in security. Gang members, <laughs> children, making sure that you're protected when you show up there because you're doing right by their own children. That, there's something really beautiful about that, isn't there? Yeah. The places where grace shows up. <laughs> that's right. Amen. So next, you're doing Nicaragua. And I, I was curious about something, too. Through One Child and these different hope centers, that's kind of the main base of operation, always connected with the church. Yep. Do they do things like at their holidays or, I, I, you know, Christmas is universal. Do they have certain uh, events where families can attend? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. One of what the do those look like? Again, we want to work with families. Our hope center uh, child champions that I talked about, they'll do home visits. They go out in the community. If the child has missed a couple of weeks, they'll go out and see if there's something going on in the home. Oh, Very connected awesome. to mom and dad. Of course, they want to get mom and dad to come to church there, right? right? And so I was able to go a few months ago to a Hope Center launch where uh, all the parents came. It was a big celebration day. All the oh, children. Yeah. Look at this beautiful Hope Center. And by the way, parents, we just want you to know your kids are being well taken care of. And, and I'm telling you, the parents gave standing ovations. Of course. Many times during the service. They were super excited. They gave uh, uh, refreshments out that day. They celebrated the launch of this new exciting work in Honduras in that case. Now, okay, that was Honduras. but So that's where you have the little tents. and all, no, Not little tents, but that's where that's set up as part of that whole thing, mm-hmm. that, the launching of a Hope Center. Yeah. So there's refreshments and probably do they, what kind of things do they do? I guess it depends on country by country as far as what do they do as far as their culture, celebrating that sort of thing. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, you and I know that other countries dance way better than we do. Uh, and, so, uh-huh. <laughs> and so there's nothing like a Kenyan dance when there's, oh, a, yeah. and there's 50 people. And, and it, That it's picture like, kind of indicates yeah, that. Yeah, like 
It's beautiful. Don't you wish you and I had that kind of rhythm? We would be great. No, we, we, we speak would, for yourself. <laughs> but no, so thankful for uh, the you know celebrating what God is doing in a community. Man, when you live in a community of poverty, uh, there's probably not a lot going on. But yeah. you can bring people in for a celebration of a new, nice, safe, secure facility for children. Now, do most of the countries have security? Like, I love this, that you've got the, the gang members, that their children, some of their children are in those hope centers, and they're like, we're going to make sure nobody messes with you. <laughs> and I think of the gang members, too, because they see the transformation. Yeah. They see this is an example of the goodness of God bringing people to repentance, you know, they have they have events where the, the parents can come or encourage yeah. to come, even yeah. like church. How many gang members, by watching the goodness of God and protecting the goodness of God showing up in their children's lives, are going to say, okay, this, this Jesus, this God, happens. my kids are yeah. hearing about. Yeah, we're teaching these kids, uh, the, the older kids, we're teaching them life skills. Like we just opened up a computer lab in a country. Awesome. We want those kids to know. We opened up a music program uh, at one of our Hope Centers, and I was able to take the group Sela to yeah. this. And, and you know what they prayed? They prayed over that Hope Center that those children are going to write songs that will change a nation and will Woo. change the world, that will be sung around <laughs> the world. And so whether it's music skills or computer training or sewing or auto mechanicing, it's all part of the program of teaching life skills because, again, breaking the cycle practically and, of course, spiritually. You know, Farron, I can't imagine anybody listening to this podcast right now. It's like, let me, Adam, I got to I gotta connect here. Everything you've said, I mean, that ought to stir people up. <laughs> if that don't light your fire, your wood's all wet, as the saying goes. <laughs> so you can go to ktlf.radio or onechild.org. And find out more. And join us because we'll have some more future podcasts with One Child and Farron Dice. Thank you, Farron, for your time. And thanks for the awesome interview here. Thank you.